Previously on Here There Be. I have a skin condition. I'm very sensitive to light. I'm going to grab her leg and just drag her out into the street. You cast Thaumaturgy and all the windows and doors in the vicinity slam open. Mayor, tell me that was some sort of trick of the light. Have you ever heard of Manon Maddock? In terms of witchfinders, she would be Witchfinder General. Looking back at Queen Jennifer, her face is alight. She seems thrilled by this very obvious display of magic. few hours since Tybalt left you. And as you lie there in bed, Jasper, you hear a scratching at the window. Oh. Uh, Jasper slowly gets out of bed and goes towards the window to see what it is. Peeling back the curtain, you see it's Ketchy, Tybalt's cat. I unlock the door and let the cat in? The cat walks in. Sits down, looks up at you, and then says, in Tybalt's voice, Take care. She's watching. It then turns and leaves. I close the door, lock it, and I just sit down in front of the door, and I stay awake for the rest of the night. What do you two do the next day? Meredith pulls up out the shovel and shows it to Jasper. Yeah, we can't exactly dig during the day. Oh, onions. But we can go look around and see if there's anyone that knows about anything underground. Yes, let's do that. So Jasper is going to disguise himself in his regular get-up. Is that just clothing or actual illusion? Uh, no, just just in his regular get-up, in his, um, in his clothing. And where are you going? The temple? Yep. When you arrive at the temple, you see that the process of re-interning bodies to the ground is progressed a little more. There's still a lot of bodies which are left out, but there are a fair few who have been buried. Question? Hmm? Um, you know the bones I spoke to the other day? Yep. Are they, like, buried now? No, they are not. No skeletons have been buried because it is difficult to identify who right. they belong okay, to. Okay, so I walk over. Uh, um, Jasper. Yeah? I'm going to check one of the bones. Oh, okay. From the other day. From the other day. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll follow behind. As you go over there, you hear a voice call out to you. Meredith! Jasper! Oh, onions. You turn and you see Gethin there. He is in full armour, a sword at his side. 
there is another knight with him. Uh, Jasper, this is one you do recognize, the one that you called for help when the undead were uh, making a ruckus. The one with olive skin and a neatly trimmed beard. Oh, hey. Hey, um, can't can you two come with, with us, please? Oh, where are we going? Uh, the Witchfinders asked to speak with you. Oh, we've got a very busy morning today. Well, I'm afraid she does need to speak to you. It's, it's just everyone, everyone who's had sort of contact with all this nonsense going on is... I, I've had to speak to her. Mary had to speak to her, you know. Uh, can we change the appointment to tomorrow, please? Afraid not, no. You're going to have to come with us now. Uh, Why? Is it okay if I go pee? Just quickly? No. I've been holding it in the whole time we've been uh, going to the temple. No. You're coming with us now. Okay, but, you know, if I wet myself, it's on you. What if we don't come? Then that's suspicious. And it probably... Well... Let's just say it's not a good idea. Look, we're, we're gonna go, okay? Can I just check something? No. In like five minutes? No. Okay. Sorry, Meredith, but you really do have to come with us now. As uh, Geffen is talking to Meredith, uh, I'm going to... Uh, very subtly disguise myself. Roll sleight of hand. Oh, God. He's going to fall into the grave this time instead of the stairs. <laughs> uh, 16. The spell apparently goes unnoticed. Gethin and the other knight escort you both from the graveyard. They stand on either side of you, keeping you in sight at all times. They take you to the castle. You are let inside. And once you are inside the outer bailey, they take you to one of the homes there. They open the door without knocking. Let you in. Inside is a sparsely furnished room. They cross it, and Gethin knocks on the door on the far side of the room. You hear someone from within call out to enter. He opens the door stands back and lets you two in first. It's a dimly lit office of sorts. There's an oil lamp lit, but the main source of light is from the window. There's a desk in the centre of the room, with two chairs before it, and behind it sits a woman. Mid-thirties, black hair that's tied very tightly in a bun, large black eyes, and green skin. You must be Meredith and Jasper. Take a seat. Thank you, Sir Gethin, Sir Idris. The knights leave, shutting the door behind you. Take a seat. Um, Jasper sits down. Meredith does the same. Well, it's very nice to meet you both. So, Meredith, I hear you're from Flanarian. And you're looking for a dog? Have you seen it? No, no, I'm afraid not. Just wanted to say good luck with that. Meredith looks overly upset. <laughs> now, Jasper, as far as I can tell, you've lived here in Kyburn for a few years. Yeah. That's quite the unusual accent you've got. 
Owellan, if I'm not mistaken. But you're far too young to have travelled here before the borders closed. How did you end up with that accent? I don't know. Well, it came from somewhere, surely. Who raised you? Um... I was raised on the street. I'm sorry to hear about that. But anyway, let's get down to business. Uh, Jasper, don't be shy. You can... You can reveal your face here. It's all right. I take off the hood and the mask. Okay. Keep going. I take off the coat. No, I don't want you to undress. I want you to take off the illusion. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, Jasper. I know you're a tabaxi. No, no, I'm not. Yes. Yes, you are. And she stands up and leans over the desk and she grabs your jaw with one hand. And you have disguised yourself, but of course it is an illusion and it does not hold up to touch. There, see? At a bag, see. I'd rather keep the illusion. Oh, of course, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Now, I've heard that you two have been hearing voices around town. That seems very interesting. Do you want to tell me a bit more about that? It's like I hear my dog every day. Does your dog talk, though? You specifically said voices, I believe. My dog is like my best friend. What say you, Jasper? Care to share anything? How did you know? How did I know? Oh, it wasn't hard. Sir Gethin told me everything I needed to know. He told me about you, Jasper, the human, and he told me about that tabaxi, who was so helpful to him. It wasn't hard to put it together that you were the same person. You've been careless. Jasper, you always cover your face in public due to a skin condition. You wanted the court physician to tell you stories about people who'd been resurrected and ask the high priest of Freya about possession. Meredith, you're looking for a graveyard dog, a term typically used to refer to a dead dog buried in a graveyard. You are both unusually interested in this necromancer and seem to want to take the investigation on yourselves. All of this is grounds for suspicion. But you know what's most damning? Four days ago, Jasper was seen dragging a corpse out of his house. The same day, Meredith was seen casting a spell by both Sir Gethin and Prince Marion. Even a fool like Sir Gethin can see your magic users, even if he was initially in denial. This is more than enough to have you burnt at the stake. But before that happens, I want to understand. She looks at Jasper. Who did you kill, and why? I didn't kill anyone. Oh, and that corpse you had seen dragging out of your house just materialized out of nowhere? It was in my house when I got back. It was burning. You're not very good at lying. I'm not. It was burning. Yes, I'm aware it was burnt to a crisp, but you really believe me to expect you just found it in your house? I'll ask again, who did you kill? It's not fair. 
that you should accuse me of killing anyone, Maddock. When you... You've done far worse. Have I? I've kept this kingdom safe from people like you. Don't compare us. We are not the same. I'll ask once more, who did you kill? I didn't kill anyone. That's the truth. Hmm. Oh. Okay. That was your friend's body, wasn't it? And it was your job to dispose of it. No. I think I have a clearer idea of what happened. Why don't you two come with me? Let's go upstairs. She stands up and gestures at the door. What's upstairs? Well, you'll find out, won't you? Jasper stands up. Meredith, let's go. Meredith stands up, tears, eyes full of tears. You walk up the stairs, man and manic behind you. She directs you to a room at the end of the corridor. Inside, it's a bedroom, but the furniture has been pushed against the walls. There's about a dozen knights in the room, all wearing armour, all with their swords drawn and pointing at the person in the centre of the room. It's Jennifrey. She's sitting tied to a chair. Manon strides inside and says, Well, everyone, here they are. The magic users, the accomplices. Let me explain what I think happened. She looks back at you two. You two became acquainted with Sir Gethin and Prince Marion. After your first encounter, you chose the prince as a target for your friend to possess. Your friend here, and she points at Jennifrey. It was Jasper's job to dispose of the body that would be left behind. You did a poor job of that, however. Dumping the body directly outside your house? At least it wasn't a civilian you killed. The dead were raised as a distraction. Your friend, masquerading as the prince, would get close enough to the princess to possess her. In all the chaos, she would slip away, unnoticed, and dispose of the prince. But this is where my theory fails. The princess called Sir Gethin away from the fight and told him you were magic users. Why? It was a planned betrayal. You, and she looks at Jennifer, you knew you likely wouldn't get away with this. So you needed someone to take the fall for you. Who better than your own accomplices? They'd already done so many suspicious things, it was easy to pin the blame on them. What you didn't anticipate was the kind heart of Sir Gethin. When it became obvious he didn't believe you, the very people you turned against turned against you. Ultimately, this didn't work out for any of you. Um... I barely know Jennifrey. Playing dumb isn't going to help you. This is not Jennifrey. What? This is, this is your friend, the very person who raised the dead. Oh, you're looking for the necromancer. You're a little slow. We already know you're a magic user. You don't need to keep up the pretense. Yeah, I'm not asking about me. I'm asking about the necromancer. Yes. This... We're looking for him too. 
Right. And he's underground. That's where we're going. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. That's why the shovel, and I'm still holding the shovel. Right. He told us he was underground. So we went to the sewers and talked to the rats. And you can stop talking now. Why? Because we already know I'm helping out here. No, you're not. We don't know the necromancer. We don't know who possessed Jennifer. That's the truth. You know, saying this stuff is not going to get you off. You're already going to be burnt at the stake. You may as well just confess. That's why we're helping out. Because you want to get burnt at the stake? No, like you just said, that's going to happen anyway. So we're helping out by giving you our knowledge. Right. Can I look around this room to see if there's an exit? There is a single exit and it's the one you came through. Unless you, you know, throw yourself through a window. But that might hurt. Very much debating that option. It is also worth mentioning that the room is filled with a dozen knights. Many of them you do recognise. Gethin is there too. Anyway, moving on. Tell me, your highness, do you recognise this? She produces a small object from her pocket. It's a tinderbox, engraved with flames. A tinderbox is a small box containing flint, fire steel, and tinder, which are used together to create a fire. From the way Jennifer tenses, you can guess she does recognise it. Prince Marion gave this to me. He found it on his person after he was possessed. For those in the room who don't know what this is, it is a magical container designed to hold a soul. The method of possession you've used allows you to possess someone for an indefinite period of time. And in order for that to work, your soul must inhabit the vessel you've taken over. When you stole Princess Jennifer's body, her soul was relocated to this tinderbox. So that's not Jennifer? She pauses, and she just sort of looks at you. My goodness, you're slow. She then steps closer to Jennifer and looms over her. I wonder what would happen... If we were to free her. By this point, Jennifer is barely holding it together. She looks terrified, sweat rolling down her temple. Question. Is it really so pressing that you need to ask now? Well, yes. So are you going to use magic to get her soul out? I'm confused. Oh, no, no, no. We're not doing that at all. So what are we doing? She turns to the knight nearest her and gestures toward their sword. If I may. The knight hands the sword over, and Manon places the tinderbox on the floorboards. She holds the sword, point facing down over it. A knight, a human woman, early twenties, very dark skin, long hair and twist braids, speaks up. Is this safe? Will Jennifer be alright? Oh, there's no need to worry, Sir Rosen. She won't be harmed. She looks back at Jennifer. Any last words? I slowly grab the shovel from Meredith's hands. As soon as you do that, a knight moves towards you. And 
That's an 11 to hit. That does not hit. They go to punch you in the gut, but you manage to deflect it with the shovel. As soon as this happens, a couple more knights near you move to restrain both of you. Do you resist? Yes, I do. What do you do? Do you just fight them off? I'm going to cast Long Strider (laughs) on myself. As soon as you cast the spell, all hell breaks loose. Manon plunges the sword into the tinderbox. Jennifer screams, but is cut short. Her body convulses, then falls limp. As this is happening, half the knights in the room all make a move towards Jasper. They all have their swords drawn already, and they were ready to act at a moment's notice. They are all going to take attacks against you. Can we say Meredith goes onto their knees in a prayer position right now? Sure thing. Eleven. Nine. Twenty-two. One. And a natural twenty. Okay. How many of those hit? Two. You take fifteen points of slashing damage. Okay. As half the knights in the room descend on you. With that, I'm going to start running towards the door. Okay. With your back to everyone in the room, you can't see this, but Meredith, you do see it. A globule of light streaks across the room from the broken tinderbox to Jennifer. It hits her in the chest and disappears. Jasper. The thing is, you are not the person in the room closest to the door. The knights had made sure that they were between you and it, which means there are two of them that you're going to move past in order to get to the door. Both of them can take attacks of opportunity against you as you pass. Okay. They both attempt to grapple you. One of them just rolled a 21. Roll athletics or acrobatics to try and get out of it. Okay. (sighs) 20. Oof. You are tackled to the floor. And immediately, several knights are on top of you. You find your hands are manacled behind your back and a gag is forced over your mouth. I'm praying to Freya. Very well. As Jasper is restrained on the floor and Meredith prays, everyone else in the room is looking at Jennifer. There's a few moments of stillness, everyone waiting for her to move. Then suddenly she's gasping, taking deep, shuddering breaths. Sir Rosen is the first at her side, kneeling in front of her with a hand on her knee. Jennifer? Are you all right? And Jennifer looks down at her and says, Rosen. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm all right, I'm all right. I... Manon steps closer. Take it easy, your highness. That can't have been easy for you. Then she turns back to Meredith and Jasper. Take them to the dungeons. And the knights do that. Gethin brings your hands behind your back, Meredith, and manacles them. And like Jasper, a gag is also put over your mouth. And the two of you are taken away. Hello, Ren here with all the usual stuff for you. 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HearThereBeCast. We have a Discord server. Please come join us. It's a lot of fun. This episode is actually the final episode of Act 1, which is very exciting. Act 2 will kick off with episode 10 on the 1st of June. However, in the off week between episode 9 and 10, we're going to be releasing a bonus Q&A episode. This episode we have a promo for The Misadventurers. You can find them on Twitter at msadventurers or on Instagram at the Misadventurers Podcast. I'm Izteth, an elven ranger who's great in a fight, but less so in a conversation. I'm Delilah, exiled princess and warlock to a frosty air. I'm Samuel, humble human cleric searching for answers. I'm Gashburz, tiefling barbarian raised by orcs and ready to rumble. The glorious saviours of Albion, the Cloudwalkers, the Misadventurers. A 5e folklore mystery tour. Find us wherever you can get your podcasts and join in the misadventure. Part of the Darkmoor Podcast Network. The two of you are escorted through the outer bailey to a small building. You are taken inside, stripped of all your possessions. Not the staff! The staff is, yeah, I'm sorry, the staff was taken away. You are then taken into the dungeons themselves. You pass through a corridor of cells, and in one of them, you even see Melmere. It does seem like they did try to make his cell more comfortable. There's a couple extra blankets on the bed, a table and a chair, but he looks horrified to see you, Meredith. He doesn't say anything, but he looks so scared. Meredith nods in a note like, I know, I know. You are taken to the far end of the corridor, where there is a door. It is unlocked. You pass through it and go down a spiral staircase. You are now underground, and the lower floor is dark, lit by only a couple sconces. You are each placed in a cell, different cells, but next to each other. Your cells are locked, and you are left alone. You you cannot see each other. Your cells are next to each other, so there's a wall between you. But there's no guards. Not that you can see. Can I... What is the door... What's the door like? It's a heavy wooden door, reinforced with iron. There is a window fitted with iron bars. Hello? You are gagged. Oh. Oh. In the darkness, you can just hear Jasper sobbing. Meredith starts um, tapping on on the stone, uh, what well, the the floor stone, to try and get attention from the underworld. Hmm. Well, you you don't hear a response, but the knockings is like rhythmic. There's a rhythm to the knocking. Hmm. And Meredith thinking, we will wait and see. We will wait and see. Over time, Jasper's going to try and just get the gag off his mouth. Roll dexterity. Seven. Unfortunately, you make no headway with that. You are left alone for a few hours. Jasper, your illusion ends. And Meredith, you're praying to Freya? Yes. What are you praying for? Good question. 
um, I'm praying for some enlightenment and some help, ideally. Something useful. You do not hear anything in response. And after a while, you hear footsteps in the corridor outside your cells. Meredith thinks it's Freya, Freya's thing. <laughs> Meredith runs to the door thinking that the saviour's coming. Looking through the window in the door, it is not Freya. It's Gethin. Meredith's still hoping Gethin's going to be a good guy. He looks... awful, to put it mildly. In what way? He looks... Upset. Perhaps betrayed. And he sees you there at the window in your cell and stops in his tracks. Oh, I am. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure where I'm down here. Um, Meredith puts their hands together in a prayer position like thank you for being here kind of thing. Uh, I, I get... Um, I guess I just wanted answers. Jasper gets up and goes to the cell door and points towards the gag. Your hands are manacled behind your back. Oh, mine are? Oh, yes, yours are too. So how did I just pray to... You did not... So I couldn't pray to Freya either. Well, you don't need to do the hand oh. position. Oh, I can't put the hands... <sighs> Scrub that. Jasper gestures with his shoulder towards the gag. Oh, I'm not taking that off. Oh, I know you... I know you'll cast a spell if I do. Jasper shakes his head. I'm not trusting you. I'm not trusting you. Meredith walks away from the window. Jasper, with the gag in his mouth, tries to say, Why would I help you stop Jennifrey if I was any part of this? He, of course, understands none of that. You, Jasper, you're a changeling, aren't you? That's how you can change your appearance and all. Jasper shakes his head. You are. I know, and I know what changelings can do. Trust me, I've suffered at the hands of one. So no, I won't trust you. I just... I don't know why I feel so betrayed. It's not like... We were ever friends. You, 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 we were never friends, you were never friends, you were using me... To get to Mary. And I... And I fell for it. Jasper shakes his head, and tears begin to well up in his eyes. This is... this is silly. I don't know why... I don't know why I'm here. I have to go. And he turns to leave. Jasper starts smashing his head against the door. You hear his footsteps fade away. I'm going to try and use the door to get the gag off, if I can. Make another dexterity check. 
17. With that, you are able, after a lot of time, you are able to just snip the gag off past your chin. Can you hear me, Meredith? Meredith runs to the door and taps it. I want you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Just listen for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Manon Maddock is part of a crime syndicate. I know because I used to work for that syndicate. They took me in and raised me. Mm-hmm. I used to work under Aaron Lewison and Morgan Teague. They they both worked under Reese Maddock. I had a friend who raised me called Danny. And he was killed. And I think I was supposed to be as well. So I found Werther and I hid. I want you to do something for me, Meredith. Mm hmm. Tell them it was all my fault. Hmm? Tell them I was the one that possessed you. Mm-hmm. And promise me you'll look after Werder for me. <laughs> Meredith, you did nothing wrong. You... <laughs> I was the one that grabbed the shovel. I was the one that was going to run. I'm the guilty one here. You're not. <laughs> Jasper doesn't say another word. <laughs> you are left alone for the rest of the day. Day turns into night, and... Although you find it very hard to sleep, eventually you both do drift off for a while. And then, not too long after, you wake up again. You're not initially sure what woke you. But after a moment, you notice the plant life slowly creeping its way across the ground outside your cells, lit by a single bracket on the wall. A figure walks slowly into view, their stark white skin almost luminous in the darkness. Where their bare feet touch the ground, moss springs into existence. Ferns spring up behind them, unfurling their fronds as you watch. The figure stops in front of your cells, in clear view of both of you. They're an elf, and have long, white dreadlocks, a wide, flat nose, and red eyes. Close enough. Who are you? I'm a friend. We're friends. 
Meredith is trying to grin because they're finally like, bingo! But they can't say anything. Well, actually, here's the fun part. Uh, neither of you have gags. Neither of you are manacled anymore. You're free, except you are still within yourselves. I knew it! Underground. That's what I was going to tell you, uh, Jasper, but I couldn't because I had a gag on, but I was excited because I noticed that we were going underground. So we would get closer to the person calling us, which is right here in front of us. Are we... are we dead? No. No, you're sleeping. Oh, onions. Well, how are we supposed to get out of here? I'm so glad to see both of you. Who are you? Oh, um... I'm Thesusanang. 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 You call me Ang. Ang. That, that's easier to say. So you're not the necromancer? I did tell you I was not, no. Did... did Freya send you? No. Oh. I have not been sent by anyone. I've been... I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you for so long. Great. How can we help? How can we help? We're locked up. Well... Well, first I suppose you had better get out of here, but... That comes later. So not first, I suppose, really. It's, it's not first that comes second, maybe third. I don't know. Um... It's Jennifer. Yes? Jennifer is an ally. She doesn't know it yet, but she is an ally. I'm confused. She... She's gonna make right what was done wrong. She... She said she would. Oh, you've spoken to her? N no. No. I have not technically met her yet. Oh, can you tell prophecies? Oh, actually, you're bang on there, yeah, sort of. <gasps> Jasper, this is amazing. Oh, 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 um, will I find my dog? Uh, I think maybe, yes, maybe. Why is it a maybe? I don't know everything. Oh, onions. Well, how about something you might know? Will we get out of here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will help you. Um, um, I had something to say. Uh, uh. The prophecy. What? Oh, Jennifer, she will atone. She promised she would atone. Okay. Atone for what? You really have to ask that. Listen, the details can come later. I really wanted to meet you two both in person, but I, I don't think that's going to happen just yet. Oh yeah, we're dreaming. Where can we find you? Later. That'll come later. Tomorrow, you will be burnt at the stake. I mean, you won't, but ah, you will. You are to be burnt at the stake. Um, but Jasper, you cannot turn back. 
promise me you won't turn back. Just so long as you promise me, Wurt is going to be okay. They know where I live. I cannot make promises like that. Question. So you're saying that we're going to walk towards where we're going to be burnt, but something's going to happen, so we're not actually going to be burnt. I think maybe it's you who have the gift of prophecy, not me. Yes, that is what is going to happen. Meredith's just happy because, like, Manon Maddock was, like, saying how stupid Meredith is, but, like, Meredith's, like, on point with this. (laughs) (laughs) So that means, Jasper, you keep walking towards our death. But you don't do anything, okay? Nothing. We are going to be saved. I mean, you do have to actually, like, turn around and do something else at some point. But, yeah, initially just walk towards it. Uh, Meredith, I want you to promise me that you won't let Jasper turn back. Jasper, you don't turn back, okay? Is something going to happen? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, something will happen where you will want to look back, but you're not going to look back. Promise me, Jasper, you're not going to look back. No, you you know something, don't you? I know a lot of things. And I I know if you turn back, it's not going to end well for you. I don't want you hurt. How are we helping you? Oh, by being alive. So we're important for the prophecy. I wouldn't say it's prophecy, but... So why are we important? You're my friends. Do we know each other? Uh, no. Ang? Huh? Please tell me. It's not water. What's not water? What's gonna make me turn back? Oh, uh... Ang? Well, I hope you won't turn back at all, actually. Does it mean it's going to be a bad thing, Jasper? Just remember, Jennifer is your friend. She doesn't think so yet, but one day she will. I love you both. Bye. And you both wake up. Gagged. Gagged. I didn't manage to say my last words. Can't say it anymore. You are woken in the early morning by footsteps approaching your cells. Manon Maddock stands before you, alone. You two are to be burnt at the stake at first light. Any last words? Well, we're gagged up, so Meredith's just sitting in the corner. <laughs> I figured not. Danny didn't get any last words. I don't know who that is. Of course you don't. If it's any comfort, one day they will know. They will understand that you try to do good. They will regard me as a villain and will look back on this as a tragedy. All right, you can come down now. Let's get them out there. And a small procession of knights appear in front of your cells. They open the cells, take you out and start leading you upstairs. 
Oh, well, they'll have to carry me because I'm not using any of my limbs right now. They are very strong and it's not hard for them. Yeah, so they just carry me. Yep, you are. Woo! Like, <laughs> lying limp in their arms. You are taken outside and you can see it is very early morning. The sun has just barely risen. And they lead you through the outer bailey to a pile of wood with a tall wooden stake extending from the middle of it. The knights tie you to the stake, backs against each other. Are we still gagged? You are both still gagged, yes. As the knights back off, Manon stands before you, a lit torch in her hand, ready to light the fire. It's a shame I didn't get a full confession from both of you, but it doesn't matter. Meredith shrugs. All I needed was a good story to tell people. The details don't matter so much. You're magic users. And that is enough. And then her eyes go white. And she places a hand on your shoulder, Meredith. I think you two are better fly out of here now. And then, Meredith, you find yourself transforming. The shackles around your hands break. The gag bursts off. Manon jumps back out of the way, off the pyre, and you find yourself a giant eagle. Oh. Onions. Well, I grab Jasper. Um, well, he's tied, isn't he? He's tied to a stick. You were tied using the same rope. He is also freed now. Okay, okay, so I grab him with my talons, and off we go. The knights are all going to make attacks against you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of rolling here. Okay. Eight of them land hits on you. As you take off into the air, the knights holding bows take aim and fire at you. You take 12 points of piercing damage from that. Where are you flying to? Uh, my hometown. Okay. As you gather your bearings and start heading northeast, the knights launch another attack against you. This time, you take seven points of damage from them. And with that, you are out of range of them. You soar high, high above the city, and then out into the countryside. You fly over farms and fields, small towns. After almost an hour, you start to feel a little fatigued and you get the feeling oh maybe this isn't gonna last so much longer okay we land not long after you've landed you revert to your normal form can i get the gag off him yes you can manacles are still on <laughs> what about word we they know where i live they they're gonna they're going to hurt her. I can't fly anymore. I can see that. Meredith just takes Jasper in their arms. I have to make sure she's okay. I'm Meredith just cradling him. I'm not allowed to turn back, am I? Meredith shakes their head. I was only alive for her. Now what, Meredith? What do I do now? 
we fulfill the prophecy. I will make sure she finds her way. Safe passage. You promise me that, okay? You promise me. I promise. Marion sits on a windowsill in his chambers, knees drawn up to his chest. He looks out of the window, his head resting against the wall. The wound on his forehead is healing, but is still unpleasant to behold. There's a knock at the door, but for a moment he ignores it. When the second knock comes, he sighs and calls for his visitor to enter. The door opens, and Manon Madoc enters. Your Highness... I hope you're feeling better. She softly shuts the door behind her. I have a proposition I think you might be interested in. 